0: everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is October the 13th. It's Friday the 13th of the year 2023. When I last came to you, I spoke from the Feast of Tabernacles. We were actually in the camp. It was Simchat Torah. It was a Sabbath, and that's the day that the Gaza War began. I'm sure that you've seen news accounts telling how The Hamas terrorists came across the border down in Gaza, went into seven cities of Israel, 22 different places they went, and began to slaughter the people of Israel. In the course of the next couple of days after that, there was an effort to reclaim the ground for Israel and to kill those terrorists that had come across. Many people have died. In fact, Israel has suffered a greater loss in what has taken place last Saturday than in any other event, and it has shocked the nation. Right now, the policy of the Israeli government, and stated very clearly, is they've declared war on Hamas, and they have said that they will now go into action, and they will not be completed until Hamas is no more. Well, Hamas is in the Gaza Strip. There's several, a couple of cities in there. They built a series of underground tunnels. They've made literally the entire Gaza Strip to be like a, a fortress. And for Israel to go in and recapture the hostages that were taken to be able to defeat Hamas, They're staring into a major, major effort that could cost still more Palestinian lives, could cost the lives of the hostages, could cost the lives of innocent Palestinians. Israel has a tremendous problem in front of them. Now there's so much information that I could present to you in this update, but I can't possibly in the timeframe do it. So I'm going to kind of hit the high notes of what has been happening and what is the present status so that you're at least up to date. As you watch other news sources, you'll be able to correlate what they're saying based on what I have shared with you. So let's talk about the Gaza war, just a little bit of some of the things that have taken place. More than 300,000 Israeli troops have been called up into the reserves. That's the largest call up reserve in the history of Israel, including the Yom Kippur War 50 years ago. The hostage rescue issue is a major area of concern, but the priorities of the Israeli government are, one, the elimination of Hamas and the recovery of the hostages. Now, I hate to say this, but here's the reality. While we hear the reports that more than 150 hostages have gone into Gaza, we know the way Gaza operates, and we understand how Hamas and the terrorists operate. They are barbarians, they are savages, and there's a very good possibility many of those hostages who were taken have already died, sorry to say. We're hoping that they're alive. And the possibility of them being able to come out of this situation is extremely difficult, and thankfully. The U.S. has stepped up and brought in some special combat teams that this is their specialty is hostage rescue in these kinds of environments, given this is the worst kind of environment you could possibly have to try to rescue hostages. Now, the press is focusing on that as you hear stories about what's coming from Gaza. Since there's American hostages, American media is also covering that. But let me assure you that the number one priority right now of the government of Israel is to take out Hamas. To do so, they have sent a message to the northern half of the Gaza Strip, including the major city, Gaza City, and they have warned all the Palestinians through leaflets, through calls, all kinds of ways of trying to communicate with them. They need to get out of that area because Israel is definitely going to come in and destroy that area to destroy Hamas. That means they'll destroy their underground tunnel network they'll destroy all their weapons factories steal the ammunition they may still have and capture the terrorists themselves the word in gaza is that the palestinian leaders have gone into deep hiding because they're being targeted by israel at all times and the regular hamas terrorists have taken their uniforms off gone into civilian clothes so they're mingling with the people They don't want to stand up to Israel because they know they can't, but it's still going to be a very dangerous operation. All right. This morning, Friday morning, something unusual happened in Gaza, and it's noteworthy. They launched a rocket, a missile out of Gaza, but this one had the range to go after Haifa, which is a city in the far north of Israel. The best missiles they've ever had could almost reach the edge of Jerusalem, this one went way beyond that range, and it was a much bigger missile, and it came from Iran. It was properly shot down, interestingly enough, by David Sling, not a Iron Dome rocket interceptor. This is the mid-stage air defense system of Israel. This is the one that shoots down long-range missiles that might be coming out of Iran. This was a missile that was made in Iran, but it was launched from Gaza. It's the first one, David Sling took it out and they protected the city of Haifa. That is very unusual. That's the first time that has ever happened. How many other of those rockets does Gaza still have that they've been hiding? We don't know. But in any case, that's a new weapon that that Gaza normally doesn't have, and they were able to launch one. We're waiting on the ground motion of the Israelis and their tanks and APCs going into the area. They have been preparing the battlefield. The artillery and the Air Force have been doing so, and by that I mean they've basically gone in and bombed every building. They have taken down every high point that could be there for the use of snipers and or the use of military observers. They're trying to level the, the field so when they bring their forces in, they can't be observed by the Hamas terrorists as they make their movements into Gaza. How far they can carry that out, we don't know. I know they've got to get in there and got to get intelligence on where the enemy's at so they can be very precise to strike them and not hit civilians. I'm pretty sure that there are advanced units already in there hiding and feeding information back to the Israelis as to how to proceed and where the danger might be at. This is going to be a very serious operation. Now, let me share with you that there is great concern. In Israel, all of Israel, that what Gaza is as a war is not the only thing they're gonna to have to deal with. There is a very strong belief that this whole Gaza war was to engage Israel to tie them up into that activity so that Hezbollah in the north in Lebanon and Iran and Syria and forces in Syria could attack northern Israel come down. The greater force of enemies in terms of missiles, rockets, and capability is to the north of Israel. It's not Gaza. You have seen the best that Gaza can do based on what we've seen this week, and they're expended. Gaza is on their heels. There is no way they're going to pull off anything further. But to the north, it's a totally different story. I can tell you right now, all of Israel is on alert. There's more forces being called up. They're reinforcing the north with additional units. Citizens in the north are ready to be evacuated. And the general citizenry in Israel is being told, make sure that you have enough provision in your home that you can close down for a minimum of three days to have adequate water, food, and so forth. The whole nation is getting ready for the second step of this. And that's the part that is of most interest right now. Will, once Israel enters into the ground incursion in Gaza, is that the signal then, once they're committed to that, is that the signal then that Iran is going to send the word for Hezbollah and Syria to attack Israel from the north? Right now, if you're in Israel and talking to them, they're pretty much convinced it's going to happen. If you talk to other Western sources, like United States, the only thing they will say is, "Well, we have sent a message to Iran. Don't." I love this expression. Both the president and the secretary of defense said, "I'm going to tell you one word: Don't." It always—I'm a kind of a wordsmith. "Don't" is actually a compound two words, contracted words. "Do not." That just strikes me as the silliness of how the U.S. is trying to deal with a situation. Everybody knows that the Gaza action that was taken against Israel was directed, it was supported, it was encouraged, and the Hamas terrorists were trained by Iran. It's an Iranian action. Why haven't we declared war on Iran? Why has the United States not gone over and bombed Iran in response to what's going on? No, because we're playing this silly game in which the U.S. has split allegiances, trying to make a deal with Iran and yet try to be an ally with Israel. They're caught up in that. And the president in particular is caught up in the midst of that and is literally impotent to be able to make decisions. I know the U.S. has moved two aircraft carrier battle groups down now to the coast off of Israel, uh, off the coast of Lebanon, as well as the Gaza Strip and they're presenting themselves to Israel as some kind of a backup to them. We'll back you up if you get into further attacks. That's nice. I I don't know how solid that that when the time comes that Israel says, okay, we need your help as to whether or not the American administration, namely the White House and President Biden, will actually pull the trigger and help them. I, I have no confidence in the United States backing up the words that President Biden said. So with that said, this is a precarious situation for Israel that they find themselves in. Let me switch gears now. There's a former Hamas leader who is living in luxury in Qatar, has a luxury apartment, and he's not even a spokesman for Hamas, but this week he called upon for today there be a day of jihad, a day of rage protest. Well, around the world they heard it. And so today we wake up this morning and we find out there's protests for the Palestinians against Israel in the Gaza war happening everywhere. They're in Europe, they're in Yemen, they're in Jordan, they're in the United States. And as a result, all nations that are involved with them have had to go on high alert. In New York City, where there's a lot of Jewish people that live there and Palestinians protest, Every New York City police officer is on duty today. DC, uh, we're at the highest level of preparation for possible terrorist actions in the United States right now. The FBI is all over this, Homeland Security is all over, in the United States. Why would they be doing that? Well, because we have Hamas people in the United States and they're in major cities. And plus, since we have an open border and terrorists can come in at will over the last couple of years, they come in and they go to those communities where they'll receive support. And they are pro-Palestinian, pro-Arab locations in major cities. Those are the folks that are gonna be protesting today. I'm certain we're gonna see news reports of the number of people that are protesting against Israel. And it now is becoming a public relations war and they're trying to turn the war to be opposed to Israel in coming and dealing with Hamas terrorists. Now, I want to I weigh in on my own commentary here for a moment, if you'll permit me. A lot of people are saying that the action that Israel is now taking against Gaza is some sort of retaliation or some kind of revenge. It is not. It's justice. And by the way, the world doesn't believe in justice much anymore, but it's justice. It is only just that they go in and they capture the people that did these crimes. And oh, by the way, every one of them was war crimes. Even in warfare, it's not justified. If Israel were to do this kind of thing, the world would condemn them. Hamas has done it. Where's the condemnation? Well, some nations have that vision of justice, but these protesters do not have that understanding. If you sit and listen to these protesters, what they describe, They're describing a situation in Israel between the Palestinians and the Israelites that is fantasy. There is no truth in what they're saying for what is the truth in the ground over there in, in the land of Israel with the Palestinians whatsoever. And that confusion, that misunderstanding, that misrepresentation, the lies being said against Israel is horrendous in the midst of being willfully and horribly attacked by the Hamas terrorists that came out of Gaza. Let me also add one other thing. And this is shown by the videos that were taken by the Hamas terrorists. Not only did 1,500 Hamas terrorists with weapons go into Israel to attack the Israeli army and to attack citizens there, they were followed by what appears to be just as large a group of Palestinians that live in Gaza that aren't part of Hamas, they're just regular citizens. A lot of them appeared to be, to me, to be teenagers and and young men, probably not of age to be able to work in uh, the Hamas terrorist organization. They followed the terrorists in and they went into those Israeli cities and stole things. They pillaged the place and they're responsible for capturing and bringing many of the hostages back. It wasn't the Hamas terrorists. Those guys were in there to kill people and got killed. So who are these people who drug these hostages back? They were the other Palestinians that lived in the Gaza Strip. So what that means is the citizenry, the civilians that were in Gaza, They did just as much harm, in fact, you could claim base hostage taking, maybe even more harm than the actual Hamas terrorists. I don't see any of the news media is really taking note of that, but the videos are there. The videos taken by the Hamas terrorists and by other Palestinians that came in and took hostages and so forth, it's horrible. Now, as we sit today, we don't know exactly when Israel is going to go into the Gaza. It looks like it could happen at any moment, but we'll have to see what happens. The one thing I think that we need to pay close attention to is what is going on on the northern border. And there are random attacks taking place. Rockets are being fired, missiles being fired, anti tank weapons are being fired across the border. They believe there was an effort for someone to try to infiltrate. They caught him and in particular with the West Bank, where the Palestinians are in, living in the West Bank regions, they are protesting today, and there's great, and they're full of terrorists, armed terrorists, by the way, and they're concerned about that area erupting and combat taking place and an invasion from the north. If those things happen, if they begin to open up a force, you need to open your Bible, and you need to read Ezekiel 38 and 39. Because at that point, this whole thing appears to be that prophecy that spoke of a Northern army coming to take spoil and coming into the mountains of Israel and to the unwalled villages of Israel. And that there's a great battle that takes place in which that God shows up and the God of Israel destroys the enemy in mass all of a sudden, very quickly, it's a very decisive victory for Israel, and the world will suddenly take note that surely there's God in the midst of Israel, according to the prophecy. If that event is going to be that fulfillment, I can assure you that from, not only from the physical world is there going to be a difference in the Middle East. In the spiritual world of us who believe in the God of Israel, there's going to be a major significant change for us as well read that prophecy learn about that and uh, we're getting ready to have a, a very different world that we're going to be living in in the meantime you need to join with me pray for israel pray for their defense the lord the god of israel didn't slumbers nor sleeps he's there to protect israel and i believe that we'll see the god of israel demonstrated maybe providentially but demonstrated very clearly that will know that God weighed in. Now, let me conclude with one last item, and that is what's going on with our own government here in the United States. The poor Republicans are just as divided amongst themselves as the rest of the nation is. And even though they're the majority party in the House of Representatives, they cannot get their act together to vote on a Speaker of the House. As a result, There's no action taking place in the House of Representatives, and they have no way to authorize the authorization for the support of Israel for additional ammunition and supplies that they're going to be needed. And so the entire government of the United States right now is impotent and stuck in the mud. And I guess that just goes to show you the consternation of how incredible our world has become Even our own institutions and government are inoperable, impotent, cannot do anything right or correct. That's another reason why we desperately need to pray for Israel. So that's our report for this week. If there's any new information such as an attack by the Northern area, I will come to you in a special edition of Messianic World Update. I'll try to keep you posted and show you how that fulfillment of that prophecy will take place. we're, We're living in exciting days and we need to pray again for us to have clarity and understanding of all the things that are taking place. So that's our report for this week. I'll see you again soon. Shabbat Shalom to all of you.